What is going on, everyone? This is Mike Hughes, and you're listening to Mike on the Mic, everything sports-related podcast. Tonight, we're going to be talking about the reaction to the Chicago Bulls picking at number four in the NBA draft and who they select and how it affects us going into the future. Uh, get right into it. I'm going to talk about who was drafted where and why and um, what my mock draft was. Uh, let me pull it up for you right now. I got the 2020 official NBA drafts. Um, this is, is this the legit one? Yeah, it is. All right. So if I pull up my NBA draft, I had number one, Edwards, Wiseman, Ball, Denny Abdia, Obi, Okongwa, Isaac Okuro, RJ Hampton, Tyrese Hambler. I think that's how you say it. I might have butchered that. Uh, let me find him. Tyrese Halberton or whatever. And uh, Cole Anthony. Um, the actual list, it was, it was a lot different than we all expected. I did not see a lot of these. I didn't see a lot of these guys falling, but they did. It went Anthony Edwards, James Wiseman, LaMelo Ball. The Chicago Bulls selected Patrick Williams. Uh, Cavaliers, Isaac Okuro, Onika Okongwa, Killian Haynes, uh, Obi Toppin, Denny Abdia, Jalen Smith, Devin Vassell, Ky- Tyrese Halburn, Halberton, and Kyra Lewis. Um, that was 1 through 13. Everybody else was Aaron Nesman, Cole, Cole Anthony, and so on and so forth. Uh, this was nowhere near what anybody really thought this draft would be. No one thought everybody would get these. I mean, one through three is correct, but everybody else not really knowing where who was going to draft where. But we all had a certain idea that Obi Toppin and Denny Abdia were all going to be possibly top five picks. Um, and they went eight and nine, which is shocking to me. Uh, I'm going to get into it in a, in a sec. I just want to say... We got the top three right, and then it just fumbled from there. But it was a nice shot. I had a nice prediction. Would have loved to see it go our way, but it is what it is. And, you know, you can't win them all. It would have been really hard to get all ten of these guys, you know, in the right order. You never know with teams. Here's my thing. Um, The Chicago Bulls draft Patrick Williams at number four, the man who helps his mother with with her flower shop, which is a beautiful thing. Uh, That's great. Happy he's a... He's a family guy, and he helps out the community, and that's that's great. But how do I feel about the signing? Uh, he went to Florida State. He did not start. Uh, I think they said he started, like, one game. Uh, he, he averaged 9.2 points, one steal a game, one assist a game. It, it Three-point percentage was a .320. I don't even know if that's – what is this? Um, less than one three-point a game. It's – it's it's tough. It's tough to see this. It is. It really was. I don't really. I don't have anything to really say. I mean, you could say this kid. He's nineteen years old. He's from Charlotte. Um, we've seen that before with Michael Jordan. But it's one of those things. He's not any. No one's thought Patrick Williams would go in the top five, and the fact that this is happening right now. There's one of three ways you can go about this. And I was arguing with my buddy about this. Um, I was I was so close to just giving up on this team and and I I was furious when we drafted him over Obi Toppin, Isaac Okoro, uh, Denny of Dio, who I think is going to be the best player that comes out of this draft potentially, uh, outside of like Lamelo Ball. But um, I just I don't I really have nowhere to even go with this. Here's my thing with the Chicago Bulls moving forward. Um, I'm just and you know I get I get a lot of heat for saying this. It's not it doesn't it's not an argument that holds well, but it's the truth and it's the honest truth. What we've done in this franchise as an organization is so disrespectful to the fans, to the players, to everything. 
Um, if you think about it, you take away Michael Jordan's legacy. You take away Michael Jordan falling to us at, what was it, number three overall? Um, it was two or three, wherever he landed. Michael Jordan should have went number one overall if you really look at it, but it is what it is. We got lucky. We got blessed with that. The fact that we didn't mess that up, I mean, where would we be right now without Michael Jordan is what you have to think about. Um, those six rings, gone. The two three-peats, gone. Uh, Scotty might have still fallen here, but at the same time, you really don't know. But at the end of the day, I don't see us getting a ring at any point in time with that team without Michael. Um, and they proved that when Michael retired for two years. It just it's, it wasn't possible. It wasn't happening. Um, the way they treated Derrick Rose in the end, the way they treated Jimmy Butler, the way they've treated the fans, the way they treated um, Zach Levine at a, at a time where they picked Jim Boylan over Zach Levine and they, and they went on his side against it when Jim Boylan was being horrible to them during practices. It's, this organization is just a mess. And it all starts with Jerry Reinsdorf, who is also co-owner of or he, is the, he owns both the White Sox and the Bulls. I hate Jerry Reinsdorf with a passion. I think he's an idiot. I, I loved the signings of Billy Donovan. I loved the core of Zach Levine, Kobe White, Wendell Carter Jr., and all these guys. But here's my main issue. And I'm, not, I, I'm sorry I just went into that rant all about the Bulls and how they're nothing without the legacy of Michael Jordan. But it's, it's the facts. I mean, we do what we just did with Patrick Williams. And I'm sure Patrick is a great guy. I'm sure he's a great kid. I'm sure he can develop into an amazing player. But here's the thing. Is he already going to is he going to be more of an amazing player than Obi Toppin, Isaac Okoro, Denny of Dia, LaMelo Ball or any of these guys? I mean, you know, LaMelo Ball wasn't available, but you could have traded up if you really felt it was necessary. And we didn't. We sat there. We had a comfortable pick. We we were in a nice place. We were in a good position to get a nice young forward for the future that can play defense in Isaac Okoro or be a playmaker like Denny of Dia or Obi Toppin. I mean, this could have went so many different ways. And I, I believe he's 6'8", and that's great. We got a big guy, um, Laurie Market, and 7 feet tall. We didn't need that. We really didn't. I think Wendell Carter is the same height. Daniel Gafford, not 7 feet, but being 6'8", he's around there, I think. Don't quote me. But we already got big guys. You know what I mean? We got Daniel Gafford and all these guys. We didn't need another big man. And here's the biggest issue. Otto Porter Jr. will be making $30 million this year around there. <laughs> For this year alone. And then he's going to walk and he's not going to be a part of the team. And that's fine. But here's the issue. You're going to have this number four overall pick come off the bench. As he did in college. Which, you know, at the first year it won't look that bad. But once Otto leaves and you realize this kid starts starting. Um, unless we get someone like Anthony Davis or Giannis Antetokounmpo. And even so, if we get them, it's like, what are we doing? What is what? What was this? What? Why was this pick necessary? I can understand people saying all oh, his defensive skills are are uh, could potentially be elite. This is like a Jimmy Butler signing. This is this. This is that. No, I'll tell you what kind of signing this really was. This was Mitchell Trubisky 2.0. This was a kid who didn't start a lot. And I love Mitchell Trubisky. I'm a fan of Mitchell Trubisky. But let's be completely honest. If you know about football, I'm gonna say something. He's not Patrick Mahomes. He's not Deshaun Watson. He's not Jamal Adams. Not Christian McCaffrey. You're not T.J. Watt. None of those guys you're even close to. And is it your fault you were drafted where you were? No, you're not. But this is what's going to follow this kid. Depending on who turns out good and who turns out bad, I mean, at the end of the day, if Denny Abdia becomes one of the best players in the, M in the NBA, uh, sorry, I almost said MLB, but if he becomes one of those guys, we're going to look stupid. We're gonna, And it's going to follow Patrick Williams, and it shouldn't. 
but it is. That's how it is. That's how fans work. Everybody's already trashing this kid because no one saw this coming. No one expected this. And it's just something so stupid from the organization. And you could say, oh, well, you got to give the kid a shot. You got to do this. I don't got to do nothing. I really don't. And I, I, I root for the kid. I hope he does well. I hope he succeeds. But at the same time, we got a kid who only started like one game in college, averages nine points coming off bench. You can't put, you can't start him. You can't start him because Otto Porter Jr. makes thirty million dollars alone this year. Unless he gets injured, that's the only way he starts. Because if you have thirty million dollars just sitting on the bench, that's disgusting. Um, the fact that that would be happening, but it's just this kid is not. We need a big time free agent. He would be a Patrick Williams has the potential to be a great sixth man, but he is not our uh, small forward of the future. He is not by any means. Um, you have Laurie Marketing, you have uh, Zach Levine, Kobe White, all these other guys, you know, Wendell Carter Jr., who they potentially almost traded the goal number two, and I heard they wanted Wiseman, but at the same time, I didn't get that because you already have two big men in Gafford and, and uh, Carter Jr. It was just, it, I don't know, this whole night, it was just, it blew me. It really blew me because it's one of those things where this kid literally came off the bench for not a main basketball school. I mean, Florida State isn't, and this isn't the Florida Gators. This is, um, I forgot, is it Seminoles or whatever it is? Let me look it up. Um, I got it right here. But it's just, I don't know. It was just so unnecessary to do this. It's a very ballsy move. And you know what? You might look back on this and say, Mike Hughes, you are an idiot. You do not know what you're talking about. You don't know about basketball. This kid became amazing, and you're wrong. And you know what? I'll own that. I'll own that completely. But as of right now, this kid is ass. He's just not good. Um, he's a great kid, nice kid, with the flower shop and all that. He's got a, He's he, he's better than a lot of guys. I mean, he's in the NBA. You know what I mean? Um, but he wasn't the best guy available, and that's the issue. This is another Mitchell Trubisky situation. This is a situation of the White Sox trading Tatis, uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. for... Um, James Shields. This is something just so moronic that I don't even really know what to say about it. It's the Bulls are a letdown, and to my point earlier, yeah, the Florida State, uh, whatever they are, Semi Seminoles, Seminoles, yeah. Um, to my point, it's it's just it's tragic to see how this went down. I can understand why. You know, if you have the idea of getting Giannis Antetokounmpo in 2021 or trading for him this year, you really don't know what we're going to do. Um, or getting Anthony Davis in free agency this year because he is a restricted free agent. Um, he, did the, he did decline his option with the Los Angeles Lakers. I doubt it, but especially with Otto Porter Jr. on the books, I mean, no one's going to take on that contract unless you throw in Wendell Carter Jr. and others. We still have Felicio on the books for another... I think it's like two years. Um, there's just so many things that could have went well, but there's so many things that just went wrong. They did a lot of great things. They did a lot of great things. They signed Billy Donovan. They got the new GMs. But as of right now, the GMs, in my opinion, for drafting, 0-1. I mean, they drafted um, Nicole Jokic, um, <laughs> Michael Porter Jr., Jamal Murray, all these guys. And their first pick with the, uh, with the, sorry, with the Bulls is Patrick Williams. It could have been Denny of Dia, Obi Toppin, Isaac Okuro. 
Okongwa, however you say his name, Onika Okongwa, however you say it, but no. I mean, at this point, if they would have taken Cole Anthony from UNC, I would have, I would have thought that was better than Patrick Williams. I would be less pissed. I at least knew who he was. I'm not ignorant, um, but if you watched my mock draft, I didn't mention Patrick Williams at all. I really didn't. I mean, in this, if we got this kid in the second round, I would say this kid was a steal. This kid was amazing. I think he's going to be great bench. He's going to be a great role player. I think he's a defensive leader. But for the number, it's just the fact that he was taking it for, and it's not his fault. I'm going to root for him. Um, I think at first I was more mad at Patrick than I should have been. It's not Patrick's fault he was taken where he was taken. I th- I'm sure he's a great guy. He's a great teammate. Um, and I can't wait to see him play for us. But it's it's just... I'm more mad at the at the GM. I'm more mad at the ownership. I'm more mad that Billy Donovan might have known about this and been okay with it. He might prove me wrong. But at the end of the day, if either of the, if any of those guys turn out as solid players, I mean, we got Denny of Dia playing with John Wall and Bradley Beal, that is going to be a sight to see if, if John Wall comes back healthy and Bradley Beal remains to be this top talent. Um, it's just, I just don't even know what to say about this. It's just, I'm so frustrated and so lost of words. I even spent a lot of time just like arguing with my friends about this and just venting about it because I didn't want to get on here and just start dog shitting on my team. Because this is my team at the end of the day. I love the Miami Heat because they have Jimmy Butler. Because Jimmy Butler was a bull. And that's the only reason I like the Heat. But I was this cl- When they said Patrick Williams, I was that close to just becoming a full-time Heat fan. I'll never do it. I'll always be a Bulls fan. I'll always rep my city. Um, there's times I even, you know, I, I'll represent the White Sox. I won't wear any of their gear, but they're Chicago's team at the end of the day. I'm still a Cubs fan. But if it's, if it's anything Chicago, just because I'm from here... I'll rep it, and sports-wise, but it's just when you just have this tragic, tragic drafting year after year. I mean, here's my big. Here's what blew me the most. They go, "Wow, man, it'd be great if we had Michael Porter Jr." Well, then why didn't you draft him? Why didn't you? I know these are different guys, but that are in charge now. But it's just, I mean, the previous ones I believe said that as well, if I'm not mistaken. They lo- they loved Michael Porter Jr. But they didn't draft him. They picked Wendell Carter Jr., who is, I mean, I could pull up the stats for you right now. He looks great defensively, but he fouls out. He can't stay in the game. He can't stay healthy. Um, I'm I'm hoping he stays healthy. He, he's a solid player. But offensively, Wendell Carter Jr., what is he averaging? <laughs> 11 points a game. All right, so here's the future of the Bulls. This kid's averaging 9. Wendell's averaging 11. Those are two of your starting um, players that are aren't averaging over 11 points a game, and that's not going to win you a championship. It's just not. Um, Daniel Gafford, I think he shows more more potential than um, Wendell Carter Jr. does, but we're going to have to see how that all pans out. But Daniel Gafford's stats look something along the lines of, and I believe this is coming off bench. Yeah, he's 6'10". No one can tell me they needed this kid just because of his height. We have Daniel Gafford who can easily play the forward position, or Wendell Carter can. We've seen that this year too as well. Daniel Gafford is averaging five points off the bench, but, I mean, he's a poster. The kid can do it. 53% free throw percentage, uh, field goal percentage is 70. Yeah, I mean, he's he's not a scrub. He's really not. But And that's that's with 
not a lot of playing time. So, I mean, imagine if he actually got a full season to work and under a real coach like Billy Donovan who had Steven Adams. I mean, these guys could be dominant. And Wendell Carter, I mean, Daniel uh, Gafford is 6'10". We got Wendell Carter is 6'9". They're both taller than uh, Patrick Williams. And it's like, you can't say we took this kid for his defense because, I mean, he, when, like I said, he came off the bench. He's playing against bench. Um, so... He might be a decent defender against bench, but how does he actually play against actual stars like Anthony Davis, LeBron James, etc., etc.? Giannis Antetokounmpo, he's going to have to face Giannis at some point. Um, it will be a matchup because Laurie's not going to guard him. Laurie might try, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> it, we're really going to have to see Zach Levine step up at defense. Um, Kobe White as well. <clears throat> and... You know, it's not over. We got a lot of free agent moves. We might move Patrick Williams. We might, we might move Wendell Carter Jr. We really don't know. We're going to have to see how free agency works, if we can land Anthony Davis, if we uh, move Otto Porter Jr. to make room for that. Maybe you add Patrick Williams and, and Wendell in that deal just to get the money off. Uh, maybe get something possible back. But I'm not saying trade the kid. I'm not, I'm not being negative about it right off the bat. But I just, I just don't know what to do anymore. And I don't know what to say about this team. They... They let down Derrick Rose. They they weren't nice to him. They used him as him as an escape goat for their own flaws. They didn't get LeBron James, Chris Bosh, or Dwayne Wade for him. And you could say, oh well, they teamed up. They wanted to come to Chicago. They said that recently. Um, so don't even say that. Chris Bosh said he was a second away from signing with Chicago, but something told him not to. You did not get Derrick Rose the help he needed. You picked Fred Hoiberg over Jimmy Butler. You said, we picked this coach as our future instead of you and traded him to the Timberwolves, which is why we have Zach Levine now and uh, Laurie Marketing, and we just let Chris Dunn go, but, which is fine, but it's like, then you fired Fred the same freaking year, bro. The same year you fired Fred Hoiberg. Not, or, it was either this year, or it was either last season or the season before they fired him, and I was just, what are you doing? Why would you do that? Um, if I thought he was your future. Now Jimmy Butler's in the, taking a squad of rookies and Bam out of bio, who none of them are scrubs, but I'm saying, like, I mean, they almost took the Lakers down. I mean, they were, I mean, if you, if you really think about it, if there were fans and they were playing in Miami, you really don't know how those games would have went. And they might have been able to take them. I don't think they would have. I'm not. I know a lot of you are probably blowing me off right now and saying they wouldn't. But you really don't know, especially with the Miami Heat culture and the fan base and everything and the atmosphere. You really don't know how some of these guys would have played. Kuzma, I definitely feel like probably would have choked in that in that atmosphere. But I mean, Davis was hurt. He was hobbled. LeBron James was exhausted. He didn't look exhausted. He was balling out. But that's my point. It's just. We've, and then here's the biggest thing. Uh, Jerry, what was his name? Jerry, uh, I got it real quick. He broke up the Bulls. He broke up the 90s Bulls and, and because he was selfish. Um, and there's no way around it. They even said that. He, he fired um, their head coach. He, he told Mike, Michael Jordan said, if Phil Jackson isn't here, I don't want to be here. And that is, that's the biggest problem. I mean then you do whatever you can to make Michael Jordan happy. And you might have even gotten seven to nine rings out of it. I mean, maybe not. Maybe. You don't know. We'll never know because you broke up the team. I think it was Jerry Krause, wasn't it? Yeah, Jerry Krause broke up that team. And it's just... I'm just so tired of this. I believe in our GMs. I, re I truly, truly do. I believe in them. I think 
they're gonna be amazing. I there's is Mark Eversley and uh, Artuas Carnivosus or however you say it. Those guys are geniuses. But I think you big time whiffed on this, and I think the only way this makes sense is because Denny and the, and Obi. As great as they are, I don't think they would understand being a bench role. I don't think they'd be willing to re-sign after a couple of years um, to remain a bench role. If you get someone like Giannis, if you get someone like um, Anthony Davis in the cut. I mean, bringing a homecoming, Anthony Davis did say if you ever want a ring, it would be interesting for him to go back home. I pray, I'm praying right now we get Anthony Davis. There is no shot in hell, I think. I think he returns to L.A., I pray. I, I think there is a shot. I think there's a shot we get Anthony Davis or Derrick Rose back. But at this point in time, if we're not going to treat them right and we're not going to make them happy like we haven't with Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman, um, Kirk Heinrich, Joakim Noah, Derrick Rose, Jimmy Butler, the, and Zach Levine even became frustrated at some point uh, last season. And it's just... I, I believe Laurie Marketing was a part of that as well. There was like a group chat where they were talking about Boylan. I mean, they finally fired Boylan, but that was more about, I mean, the new front office wanting to go in a different direction other than, you know, just keep the same coach that everyone knows that City hates. It's, it's going to be really interesting to see how this all plays out. Um, I'm hoping Patrick Williams plays great, but at the end of the day, I believe Otto Porter Jr., our lineup will look something of Zach Levine, Kobe White. Um, if we don't address a point guard, I think Kobe White is the future. Laurie Marketing. Otto Porter Jr., Wendell Carter Jr., or Daniel Gafford. It depends who plays better. But we're in training camp. But we'll have to see. I really do. Uh, Pat Williams coming off bench. It'll, 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 be, it'll be really interesting to see. Honestly, my grade, my grade is an F. I give you an F for this. Or, you know what? I'll give it like a D. I'll give it a solid D because he's not a bum. He's not a scrub. He's just not where he, he – he just wasn't taken where he was supposed to be taken. Uh, if you got him in round one of 15 to 20 in picks of that range, that's a, that's a steal. That's a great pick. It's great acquirement, and there's, there's, no, there's no fault in that. And number four, with a, with a game changer in Denny Abdiya and, and a shooter like Obi Toppin and a o, Okongwa, o, however you say it, Okongwa, I mean, he could play center, he could play forward, he could play wherever you want him, the five, the four, anywhere. Um... And I just heard the Bulls are Adrian Walnarski or however you say it. The Bulls are targeting Marco Simonovic at number 44. Um, I mean, I'll look him up right now, but I don't know if they're actually drafting him or if this is going to be a shock, but another shock. What is his name? Marco? Marco? Oh, it's spelled different. Marco... Simonovic, Simonovic, NBA draft. All right, let's check him out. Let's check him out. Who is this kid? He's 6'8". Where are you from? Pristina. Oh, he's from Serbia. I mean, you know, that's a grown man's league. I mean, it's it's possible we might see, you know. <laughs> it's possible we might see that. Um, Let's check out his stats. Wait, who is this kid? Do I got the right kid? I don't know. But that's all I really got for you guys today. I'll make more about this kid if they draft him. Um, 
I looked him up. It said he was 34 years old, so obviously that isn't the right um, player. It might be. We don't know with tonight. Uh, that's all I got for you guys. Once again, go Bulls. I'm praying for him. We're going to have to see how it all plays out. But at the end of the day, this draft was a failure. All right, I'll talk to you guys later. This is Mike Hughes. Peace out.